Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. I really hate to spend an inordinate amount of time on this whole transgender thing, but we have to. And the reason we have to is because it is everywhere. I mean, it is everywhere. We are surrounded. We are bombarded with this thing of transgenderism. We just went through this here in Ohio, HB 68, and the... uh, the radical leftist transgender activists who were down at the state house screaming, yelling, shouting, literally, we're going to die. Children are going to die. Kids are going to commit suicide. This is cruel. This is terrible. This is horrible. They have a right to be whoever they want to be. They can be whatever and whoever they want to be. And it's getting worse. But not everywhere else. Most of the rest of the world has had an awakening. It's here in America that we are absolutely positively denying basic biology and science. You have to totally deny science and biology to come up with transgenderism. You have to. Let me give you an example. I did just a tiny little bit of research today, and I came across this article from the NIH, National Institute of Health. This is a government agency. Okay, now, please remember, under the current administration, The federal government is saying loud, proud, and clear, transgenderism exists. We love transgenderism. We sponsor transgender. We love transgender individuals. We need to pursue transgenderism. That is the official position of the Biden administration. And yet, here is this. On the NIH website, the National Institute of Health, here is the headline for this 15-page scientific article. Yeah, scientific article. Here is the headline. Every cell has sex. Exploring the biological contributions to human health. Let that sink in. Every cell has a, not has sex, has a sex, male, female. Every cell in the human body has evidence of male or female. That is the thrust of this 15-page scientific article on the website of the NIH. Subtitled, Exploring the biological contributions to human health, does sex matter? And again, when we're talking about sex, male, female. It begins, here is the abstract. Again, this is a scientific article, and so it begins with an abstract to kind of summarize what the article is about. 
First sentence, the biological differences between the sexes have long been recognized at the biochemical and cellular levels. First sentence, right out of the box. There are biological differences between the sexes that have long been recognized at the biochemical and cellular levels. Second paragraph, and I quote, The notion that there are biological differences between the sexes is most evident and comfortable when it is applied to the reproductive system. However, sex differences have been identified or suggested at many levels of biological organization, from biochemical to behavioral. So we're not even through two complete paragraphs. And the National Institute of Health says from a purely scientific basis, there is a difference between men and women all the way down to the cellular level This is science. Third paragraph, quote, In terms of genetic mechanisms, two general models attempt to explain how an individual's genes give rise to sex differences. Oh, you mean the difference is sex actually comes from genetics? Yeah. You mean it's not how a person feels? Uh, no. Genetics. Uh, let me skip uh, two paragraphs. This is like um, a paragraph number six in this 15-page scientific report. Sex and the human genome. Males and females have partially different genomes. Viewed from a purely reductionist standpoint, many differences between the male and female sexes are predicted to be rooted in differences between the genetic contents of male and female cells and differences in the expression of those genetic contents. As the complete DNA sequence of the human genome has now been determined, it is important to place the discussions of this chapter into the context of the human genome. And then it gets into very complicated discussions about genetics, etc., etc., etc. Then I skip a page. Genetic factors that differentially, differentially affect the basic biochemistry of male and female cells. And then it gets into the X and Y chromosomes, which again is just solid science. Uh, Jump over to page 5. Males have Y chromosome. Females do not. The male genome differs from the female genome in the number of X chromosomes that it contains, as well as by the presence of a Y chromosome. Oh! So this really is DNA. This really is genetic. Uh, Skip another page. Females have two X chromosomes. Males have one. And the article goes on for 15 pages stating what 
any decent scientist or biologist already knows. But the basic point, and again, let me read to you the headline of this article. Every cell has a sex. To the very cellular level, you are male or female. And nothing, nothing can change the XX or XY. Nothing, nothing, nothing. No hormone treatment, no surgery can change the cells of your body. A male is a male, a female is a female, and will always be a male or a female because of their cellular structure. May I repeat, in order to accept transgenderism, which the liberal progressive left accepts without question, you have to not just disagree, you have to deny the very basics of biology. This is freshman biology. And like I said before, a person transitions from male to female. Something happens, they die, they're buried out in the middle of the woods. Someone comes along a year, two years later and finds these skeletal remains. Now this is the skeletal remains of a male who had transitioned to female, had the surgery, the hormones, and so forth. When they do a forensic examination of that skeleton, guess what? It will be the birth DNA, not the change that came about because of the transgender surgery. A male cannot become a female. A female cannot become a a male. It's impossible. It is biologically impossible. And yet, we even have the governor of the state of Ohio who has been bamboozled into believing that you can defy science. on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. I hate to do it, I really do, but let me um, continue the discussion on transgenderism just for a moment. Uh, and again, I find this a very unsavory topic. I do. But you... We, not you, pardon me, that sounded condescending, and I didn't mean that. We must be informed. We must be informed. When we hear all of this radical activism for transgender kids here, transgender kids here in school, transgender clubs, we must understand this is child abuse. And you can simply ask people, where is your science? 
What scientific evidence do you have that transgenderism exists except in the mind of confused individuals, whether they're a three-year-old or a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old? Transgenderism exists only in the mind. It does not exist in the real world. Now, the mind is incredibly powerful. And so these poor individuals, and I don't mean that in a condescending manner, but in a compassionate manner, these poor people, these poor people are convinced it's real. But we years ago, uh, Sunday morning, when, when Joy and I were pastoring over in Westerville, Sunday morning, uh, we're just about ready to start church. And uh, this guy walks into the lobby of the church, and he's wearing a white sheet. Now, I did not see him. Uh, some of the ushers and offices of the church saw him and uh, <clears throat> obviously greeted him. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they wanted to know who he was and what he was doing there. He was dressed in a sheet, looked a little weird, and uh, he immediately asked, I need to see the pastor. I have a message from God. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you? I am the prophet Elijah. And no, I'm not making this up. I am the prophet Elijah, and I have a message from God for your pastor, and it's incredibly important that I talk to your pastor. Well, they handled it brilliantly. Uh, They said, well, you know, we have kind of a special room for that kind of thing over here, and uh, we'll show you. Well, they took him over to a side room. Somebody called the police, obviously. Uh, They came, and the police came, and the squad came. They picked him up, and they obviously took him for a mental evaluation. But here is the reality. Was he Elijah? Well, no, of course not. Was he convinced that he was Elijah? Yeah. He was really convinced that he was Elijah. Now, what was the compassionate thing to do? Well, if he thought he was Elijah, then he should have been uh, encouraged. Well, Mr. Elijah, you look very nice today. We've read about you in the Bible. We're so glad that you came to our church would that be the compassionate thing to do, to affirm his delusion? Now, remember, he was convinced he was Elijah. To him, he was Elijah. The compassionate thing was, let's get this guy help. He's confused. And the compassionate thing is not to affirm his confusion, but to help him. The same is true with transgenderism. It doesn't exist any more than Elijah existed, except in this guy's mind. And we treat it the same way. We get them help. Now, I, I'm going to have to really hurry. Story out of New York, this actually happened. A 32-year-old former banking vice president from Buffalo, New York, uh, got married. They had a child. 
And at the age of three, the uh, wife said, I want out, I want a divorce, and uh, I want custody of our child, who was a son. Well, they started going through the legal things and so on, and so they developed joint custody with the three-year-old. The father of the child found out, and again, I'm going to run out of time, the father of the child found out that when the son was staying at his mother's house, she was dressing him in girls' clothes and calling him by a female name. When the father said, what are you doing to our son? She said, he wants to be a girl. Did he tell you that? Yeah, he, uh, he told me he wants to be a girl. And so she went about changing the legal name, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They went through the courts. The father lost custody of the little boy for a time. He went to court, cost him $150,000 to get custody back and to get medical uh, uh, responsibility over the boy. That was a few years ago. Quote, a year after the court battle ended, the father says the now nine-year-old boy is living happily as a boy. Quote, suddenly he had no desire to be a girl. He never had a desire to be a girl. It was a delusion his mom pushed on him. Yes, there are mentally disturbed, abusive parents who some way, in a sick way, want their boy to be a girl or a boy to be a girl or a girl to be a boy, and it's abuse. It, it is. It is.